Welcome to LA Hospitality News To Go. It's October. I'm Jason, and now here's the Commodities Report. Look out for limited supplies of cucumbers, grapefruit, cauliflower, and oranges. Watch your pricing on asparagus, broccoli, and cabbage as there has been some quality issues affecting the market. Butter pricing is through the roof. Lemons are improving in quality as we transition. Being deep into October, there's lots of squash to incorporate into a fall menu. Food for thought. When you have misbehavior, if you find out that the misbehavior is due to something like someone's on medication or they claim that there may be a, they throw out the word anxiety. Beth Schrader from Rains Feldman is back to talk to us about when you need to accommodate for an employee's behavior. Anytime you suspect that some of that misbehavior may be due to a disability, you immediately go into the, do you have a doctor's note? What is going on? Is there a disability that may be causing this? We wanted to discuss this topic because we know of a lot of operators who are receiving phone calls and concerns of team members that are struggling and maybe really showing signs at the workplace or calling out and not able to show up to work. Now, it may not be something we can accommodate. For example, if somebody's being abusive, you don't have to accommodate abusive behavior. But I would probably still engage in the conversation that talks about a doctor's note that at least then gives us that fact that we have had the conversation. It may still wind up that we say we can't accommodate this abusive behavior, but it may also go to this conversation of we give you a leave of absence and then see if that solves the problem. These are the kinds of very tricky conversations I would not try without calling an attorney. As always, we'll leave Beth's contact info in the show notes. Feel free to reach out with any questions. And now, here's Facetti with the Independent Hospitality Coalition's Advocacy Report. Sunday, October 8th, Governor Newsom signs AB 1217. What does this mean, though? It means all state-run agencies at the Coastal Commission and the state ABC will extend the emergency outdoor privileges for another two years to 2026. It also gives permission to cities like LA, City of Santa Monica, Clover City, opportunity to continue their temporary programs. This assists with our next item, the City of LA Alfresco Planning Ordinance. Many of you can't permanentize your outdoor dining because there's no permanent program in place. We're stuck with temporary unclear guidelines back from 2020 until all departments have confirmed the new process. The City of LA Planning Ordinance is weeks away from hitting City Council while mounting opposition collapse. The next hot item. Do you all remember parking requirements? Well, they remember you, and they existed in LA until the Emergency Planning Ordinance was passed. This goes away of next year unless a two-year renewal going before the City Council was passed. Last, there aren't many of you who haven't come across an ADA lawsuit for a customer area that wasn't compliant. SB 585 would have allowed you the right to cure or fix a non-compliant area before a lawsuit could move forward. The bill passed the Senate but didn't make it out of the Assembly and now it's turned into a two-year bill that will be needing support to win in 2024. As always, reach out to us at iCLA.org to help fight for progress. Ronin opened in 2018. In summer of 2019, we launched Brunch for a 10-week program. Caitlin from Ronin is back again for our owner's manual. Owner's manual. To talk to us about the lessons she learned from launching a limited time brunch. I was seven to nine months pregnant with my second daughter at the time. So that was what kind of set the end date for us was we'll, we'll do this for the summer, get some extra money, and then we'll go have our baby and 
not have the stress of an added service, but I found out that it took 10 weeks to ramp up the brunch program. Caitlin quickly realized that the buzz was building just as they were ending. Had my daughter went home, I'm getting emails for event requests, large party reservations, people walking into Ronan disappointed, not realizing that we had closed brunch. Having a new baby, the husband and wife team at Ronan couldn't just turn on brunch service again, so they had to let it go for the time being. Now, Ronan is five years in, we just celebrated our five-year anniversary, and as part of that celebration, we finally relaunched brunch for a permanent program at Ronan every Sunday, 11 to 2, but I'm going into it knowing that there's a 10-week ramp up and it's going to take time to gain the customer base and get the bigger groups coming in. There was another benefit to making lunch permanent this time. The added service of brunch also allows us to afford an extra manager. So my husband is the chef at Ronan, for those who don't know that. He and I have a lot more freedom now because we have more managerial support. But the only way to get that was to add in some extra services. And you think the extra services are going to be a burden, but in some ways they've lightened the load a lot. To the listeners out there, let me know when you want to meet for brunch at Ronan. If you look on their Instagram, it is incredible what they're doing. To other LA owners and operators out there, if you have a story or a lesson that you'd like to share, please reach out to me, Jason at Arrow Up Training, and we'll get you on the podcast. I'm Jason from Arrow Up. We help restaurants lower risk and build culture through our safety, compliance, and leadership development platform. I'd like to thank the Independent Hospitality Coalition for all of their hard work. Reach out and join. It's free. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.